Hello and welcome back to the Nash and Pine Sports Chat. It has been a couple weeks. We do apologize for that. I was off on my uh, Kansas City adventure and then last week with the Thanksgiving Cheers. holiday we were unable to find time to record but Paul, we're back, and so is uh, so is basketball locally. Yeah, if you've returned from your visit to the Church of Mahomes, we're back and ready to talk hoops. That's right. Yeah, it's um, fall sports are now a thing of the past. Until next year, we are fully into the winter now. And At least is, they are around here. There's yeah. no football left. So we're right. all about basketball right now. Yeah, you don't have to go far up the road to find some football because Northern Nash is still playing, but that is uh, – out of the picture for us now and we like you said we were all about basketball so what I want to do today you know Thanksgiving is come and gone but you can still be thankful and I think you know every fans of really all the local basketball teams can find something to be thankful for so that's what I want to do it's early in the season we've done our season previews kind of just go through a rundown and give each of the you know boys and girls high school basketball teams in our area tell their fans something that they can be thankful for. Well, that's it. It's Giving Tuesday, and I'm going to give you a few reasons that teams should be thankful. And you're going to give me a few reasons why teams should be thankful. There we go. And I'm going to start with you with the preview that you most recently just did, and that's the two teams over at Sally B. Howard. Sally B. Howard, year two of varsity uh, sports at Sally B. Howard Charter School. That's had a middle school program for a long time. And I will say this, I can tell you, I can do both of these teams at once. They should both be very thankful for the coaches they have. The girls team, Deborah Pegram, what can you say about Deborah? Won a state championship at Bettingfield, had her team in to play for another state championship. Won so many conference championships over there, I can't even keep up. Tons of girls went on to play in college for her. She is teaching these young ladies at Sally B. Howard the game of basketball. They could find no better instructor than her. And Rochelle Pierce, who has been part of Sally B. Howard sports since they first had a little, uh, I'm sorry, little league, a middle school program, is coaching the boys team, a former player at St. Augustine's. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's the only female varsity boys basketball coach in the county, I think maybe the only one that's ever been. And she can handle that job, and she knows exactly what she's doing. Those two ladies are taking that program from literally learning how to play into the boys are now 3-0. and And you watch. Those girls are going to get better. It's going to be fun to watch and see how they progress this year um, as a team because some of those girls have hardly ever even played basketball before. Yeah, I got a chance to see Sally B. Howard a couple times last year. I was really impressed with what they have going on last year over there. I'll start with uh, Community Christian, which is not a school I've had a chance to see yet this year that uh, Tom Ham actually did this preview for us, but I know you know, if you're looking at it, um, both of them have new coaches. You look at the girls' side, you have Andy Jackson, who's stepping up, um, actually coaching his daughter, Abigail Jackson, who, I mean, there's, there's your biggest reason to be thankful right there if you're a CCS fan. She's was by far the best player last year. She is, again, there to lead the team this year. So I think, um, you know, with Andy running the show as coach and her running it on the court as the best player, you know, I think they've got some potential there. And then you look at the CCS boys. Um, you look at, you know, their new head coach and Derek Atkinson, what he's been able to do. And then you look, they've got some talent back. You've, you've got Tavares Williams. You've got Aiden Smith. Uh, Seth Houston missed the start of the year. 
Uh, you, you know, just a little bit precautionary with some injuries suffered due to a car accident, but he should be back soon. So really, I think both CCS teams over there, you've got some veteran leadership on the court and, you know, some talent back. Yeah, and they're also playing in the North Carolina Christian Athletic Association as opposed to last year where they weren't part of any association. Kids have something to play for. They've got, you know, a championship uh, potential um, at CCS because they can actually play in a postseason. So, uh, you know, it's definitely a lot to look forward to uh, for the basketball programs at CCS this year. Hey, look, they've got JV boys, JV girls, middle school boys, middle school girls. they got the whole thing going on. Yeah, exactly. And now, you know, you want to look at another um, preview that you did. We'll talk, we'll include them in this too, both of the Barton teams. Yeah, the Barton teams of of Barton College basketball has already gotten off to a start. They've already gotten some Conference Carolinas, one Conference Carolinas game in. They play today. The men are at Elizabeth City State. The women are at Shaw. And, um, I mean, I can tell you that the, the, the men's team should be thankful to have Marcus Boykin because what an all-around player he has become. I mean, just a sort of little do-it-all guard. I say little, he's not that little, but, I mean, for somebody to grab the number of rebounds he has from the guard position is pretty amazing. Marcus kind of gets it all done so that other guys can focus on other things. He's going to give you 10 to 15 to 20 points a game. He's going to give you probably 10 to 12 rebounds a game. And so he's just a a good all-around player. Um, as far as the women's team, um, they have really struggled because why wouldn't they struggle? They lost two of the best players they've ever had in their program last year, Shanika, Shanika Peterkin and Jami Thom. Um, and those two girls are not women, are not going to be replaced that easily. So it's, it's sort of taken a little bit for Barton, uh, the, the Lady Bulldogs, I guess we still call them, they have uh, struggled, I guess, in the pre early season, but they did win their conference opener. I think it's just a matter of time. They should be thankful that they've got some time to get it going and that they do have a huge conference schedule. That conference is enormous, so they'll play a bunch of games, and they're just now getting into it. So an 0-4 start might be a thing of the past in a month. And I'll continue with another of the teams that I looked at in Wilson Christian. Uh, the girls' side, it's it's pretty easy to find something to be thankful. You're going for a fourth state ch- straight state championship under the leadership of head coach Brian Troll, who obviously really knows what he's doing, has a great show going over there. And you have a ton of talent back from last year in Kate Hoskins, Chloe Villaverde, Jocelyn Bailey, Sophia Nesbitt, so... Really, I mean, you know, the, you, you have that strong nucleus of that state championship core in place as they're going for another one. The boys under the leadership of head coach Kevin Zander, you know, they're looking at, you know, trying to bounce back a little bit from last year. But they've got plenty of guys back last year, too. You look at guys like Zay Joyner, Turner Provo, oh, um, Carter Zander, um, and some other guys who have stepped up and played pretty well this year. Bryson Martin, I know, has had a good start to the year, so... You know, I, I think there's some reason for optimism on the boys' side over there, too, that they can have a better year than they did last year. And they were in a lot of these games last year, you know, going into the fourth quarter, just couldn't quite get it done. So for them, it's a matter of just trying to learn to finish games this year. Yeah, and the Chargers really have one goal right now, and that's this weekend, the Charger Christmas Classic. The Lady Chargers have won it a bazillion times, and the boys have never won it. Not even once. Their own tournament. If they can do it this year, who knows? The sky's the limit for the Chargers. 
Well, the sky's certainly the limit for that hospitality room that they'll have set up in there this weekend. I'm, I'm, I can tell you right now, I'm thankful that I'll be making a visit there on Saturday morning. So, uh, there you go. There is no better buffet in Wilson, folks. Sorry, it's not up to the public, but I will say this: the only people who can beat Wilson Christian moms and parents who put on that buffet room are themselves, because they can only outdo themselves. Exactly. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a sight to behold last year for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Um, another team that you looked at coming into this year, the teams over at Hunt, who we've seen play a couple times already. Yeah, Hunt has, uh, the girls have struggled, to say the least, uh, against some really high quality of competition early on, Rocky Mount, and uh, playing Rocky Mount again tonight, and they played Conley twice, they haven't won yet. Um, and, and the guys are, are, you know, sort of getting there, they also, uh, they're one and two. Against a very good, lost to a very good Rocky Mount team. Big Conley the first game, lost to them last night. You know, it, it, the Warriors are going to have to replace what would normally be a sort of catastrophic graduation loss for a team. Tyshawn Clay, um, the player of the year last year for the Quad County Conference, has gone. Um, they just lost a lot, but they've got Drew Pittman back, and they also have a young man, Dayton Sutton, who transferred after he spent the first two years at Wilson Prep, but he had gone to middle school at Springfield and sort of reconnect with two of his old uh, teammates from Springfield, Drew Pittman and Alex Spate. Look, you know, with those guys, the Warriors are going to be one of the teams to beat in the Quad County. It's just a matter of getting it in place. Coach Dwight Taylor's got a freshman starting in the backcourt, Austin Joyner. You know, that's going to take some time. But I'm, and Dwight even said, by the time we get to Christmas, I hope we'll be in good shape. I would not bet against Dwight Taylor's team by the time no. you get to that Christmas tournament because, for one thing, they've played in the championship for like 18 straight years, I think, or 17. And they'll be going for their fourth straight this year if they can do it the first time anybody's ever won four straight. Um, with the girls, the Hunt girls team is, is just an enigma for me because they are – a collection of talented athletes, student athletes, um, Tyja Taylor, Kayla Haley, Kennedy Smith, and um, Graceland Wolzen, but they have yet to put it together as a cohesive basketball team, and I think that's what Coach Lorraine Creech was talking about. We need cohesiveness. She knows she's got talent. She's just got to get them to play together. They're in a tough league. Fikes is getting better, um, you know, uh, Southern Wayne went undefeated Southern last Wayne year. Southern Wayne went undefeated last year. They're going to be good. That conference is actually not a bad girls basketball conference. Hunt's got his work cut out for it. But the the Lady Warriors certainly have the pieces in place to play well and uh, and have a winning record, I think, this year. Well, last year they kind of you know started off a little bit up and down, but really kind of put it together down the stretch won the games that they needed to win to get into the playoffs. So they've shown that they can do it. It's like you said, they just need to put the pieces together. And, I mean, I saw them against Rocky Mount last week. I think that Rocky Mount team is... Well, they've got to be the favorite to win the 3A state championship. Right, exactly. And, I mean, playing against these good teams in the early going, you know, like... But that doesn't excuse an 80-point loss. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It's got to be better than that. But, I mean, playing these teams like Rocky Mount, 4A... um, D.H. Conley, they're going to play Beddingfield today, which, you know, has the bet by, you know, probably. There's only one player, and I'll get to her in a minute, who makes this a probably, but probably the best girls basketball player in the area, Denisha Briggs. So that's going to help them. Um, 
But I'll, I'll transition from there because speaking of, you know, I just said there's only one player in this area who makes it even a question as to whether or not Denisha is the best, and that's over at Greenfield and Serenity McNair going into her junior year. You look at what she's been able to do um, over there at Greenfield. She's looking to lead the way again this year. She's been out the past few games um, with a high ankle sprain that she suffered in one of their early games against Ravenscroft. They're hoping to get her back within the next couple weeks. We've got another coach, too, over there now at Greenfield, another girls coach in this area whose best player is his daughter and Willie McNair. He'd been an assistant under Bruce Wall for the past few years, and he's taken over the program. Um, you know, I think they've got a good little rotation over there at Greenfield. They've got Serenity. They've got Darcy Dean and Jalen Holland, who both played really well last year back. Victoria Coleman. They've got That's Victoria huge. Coleman back from, and I saw you know I saw a little bit of their game last night against New Life Camp. I was out there taking some pictures for Tom, and she looked good. I mean, she you know she's coming back from an ACL injury, so yeah, they've got you know I think a good lineup over there at Greenfield, and I think once they get Serenity back and they keep gelling as a team, they've got a chance to put something together. And then the boys at Greenfield, you know, they lost in the state championship game last year. That, that game did not sit well with anybody at Greenfield. I know it did not sit well with Rob Salter, their head coach. Um, but they've got a really good group coming back this year. They lost Aaron Murphy, who was, I mean, incredible for them last year. He was, our, the year. he was our Wilson Times Area Player of the Year. He's playing at now Division One Queens. But they've got a lot of other good pieces back from last year. They've got Hampton Evans. Matt Kirby, Kaishawn Atkinson, Micah Sherrod's been playing more for them this year and been playing really well. They've got a freshman point guard that they love in uh, Kobe Edwards. They've got a couple transfers in and Cole Evans, Hampton's cousin, uh, Jack Adair. So I think the Don't thing... Don't Matt Kirby. I said Matt Kirby. Oh, I'm sorry. In, in the <laughs> returners. I'm pretty sure I did. If I didn't, I apologize. But... The thing, the thing with Greenfield, I think, this year is I think, yes, they don't have Aaron, and that's a tough loss, but I think they're a deeper team than they were last year. I think Rob's got more options that he can go to this year, and I think from what I've seen from them, especially in the second half of that game that they played against Wilson Prep a couple weeks ago, I think that depth has shown early on for Greenfield. Oh, for sure. They they are definitely deeper. He's got more quality depth. These kids get older, they get better, they develop, you know. Um, high schoolers aren't the same every year. <laughs> and like in NBA, you know, or pro pro leagues, guys kind of stay the same. Things change dramatically in high school. So he's got a lot more depth. The biggest question for Greenfield boys is can they win a 2A state championship? I think they're certainly on the short list uh, without knowing a whole lot about 2A uh, independent basketball. But I know what translates over. in Greenfield, if they were still 1A, come on, they would be the favorite. They, they have to be. They've only lost – they lost one great player, but they've got virtually everybody else back. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it for for the Knights, it's going to be a fun time getting there. It's definitely going to come down to whether or not they can win, you know, what, four or five games in, in February. But it's going to be fun getting there because they're going to play in the John Wall uh, later in December. They're going to play – they have their own Christmas tournament. They're playing in a bunch of Hoop State Classics. In fact, they're playing this weekend – and uh, Kill Devil Hills at First Flight, the coaches versus or good guys versus cancer uh, event at First Flight High. They're going to play a team from Virginia and a team from Maryland. Um, so, yeah, Greenfield's going to really uh, have a chance to play a lot of. They'll probably end up playing close to forty games by the time it's over. 
Yeah, and another team that I just mentioned that Greenfield has already played in one of those showcases and is actually going to be in the also, the boys team is also going to be in the Good Guys versus Cancer showcase this weekend, and that's Wilson Prep. And I know that you got a chance to talk with the coaches over there about their season. Yeah, Wilson Prep, as we've discussed, is a big change for the girls' team um, with head coach Colvin Woodard from last year's 24-1 and team uh, stepped down. None of the top six scores are back, um, obviously including uh, Silence Davis, who passed away tragically over the summer, and, um, and, and we still definitely will uh, miss her forever. And so that's just a – it's a tough thing to go, but Mike Ward, um, who's the AD, has stepped up to take over uh, as a girls' coach. Um, sort of a last-minute thing is uh, somebody they thought was going to be able to do it couldn't do it for personal reasons, and so he uh, had to step in. But you know they're going to have some they're they're going to have some players there. They're they're not going to be uh, probably not the twenty-four and one team they were last year that uh, ransacked its way through the Tar Roanoke Athletic Conference, but I think they'll be competitive. They've got some girls who, who it's like the, the girls that played uh, a little bit last year, as he said, they came back and they practiced really hard because that's what they did last year. And so that experience from last year is going to carry over for the Tigers. As far as the boys go, I mean, you know, obviously they lost Dayton Sutton from that team because he transferred over to Hunt. Um, but they've, they've got a good uh, nucleus of kids back. Obviously, Brandon Anderson is a very talented kid. He grew four inches over the summer. He's 6'3 now. I mean, he was yeah. like 5'10", 5'11", or I guess last year as a sophomore. And now he's back, and he's really going to be a big-time player for them. They've got a lot of guys that, uh, that can get up and down the court. You know, they took some tough losses early on, um, that obviously playing um, – uh, well, they're going to play Farmville Central, I guess, and then they played uh, Greenfield. They're uh, they're going to struggle, I think, at times, but when they get in that conference, I'd be surprised if anybody can uh, can beat them regularly. They're definitely going to be a contender in the Tar Roanoke, if not the entire 1A state. Yeah, no, seeing them last uh, against Greenfield, I was impressed. They really hung with the Knights in the first half. They've got a lot of – I can tell you, too, watching them play, they've got a lot of three-point shooting in – when I talked to Anthony Atkinson about that after the game, he said, you know, you you just have three-point shooting these days. You just have to have it. I mean, at any level of basketball. Um, speaking of a couple of teams that should have some decent shooting, you look at the teams over at Southern Nash. The girls did not have a very good year last year. They're looking to bounce back. I can tell you one thing in talking with Jordan Bass, their head coach, they're not a big team, but they should be a quick team. They have some really good guards. They've got Jeremiah Walker. For the whole season this year, last year she started the year at Wilts at Sally B. Howard before going back over to Southern Nash. So having her all year should help with team chemistry. They've got Darielle Whitley back, who was their leading scorer last year and a really good rebounder for them. So I think they've again, you know, really good guard rotation. I think they've got some good pieces over there for the Southern Nash girls. They're just kind of looking at putting it together in the early going. And then the boys, too, are definitely looking at putting it together in the early going because as is kind of tradition for Robbie Kennedy over there at Southern Nash, they kind of have to sort things out once football season ends because they have so many guys that play both basketball and football over there. But if you look, 
One guy who does not play football, who is back, is Jordan Vick, their leading scorer. From He'd be a good football player. He, if he would played, be a good though. football player. It's in his blood, but that's all right, Jordan. You stick with basketball. Well, and his older brother Jackson is at is playing football. Well, he didn't really play this year, but he's at NC State. Yeah. Like that's yeah. um, and Jordan's committed to ECU to play basketball. So definitely some good sports pedigree in that family. But Jordan had a really good year for them last year. They lost one of their other t- top two scorers in T.J. Tabron, but in addition to Jordan being back, they've got Traylon Mitchell, who's a really good football player, should be a good player for him. Uh, he's going to be out until about Christmas, just dealing with some lingering injuries from football. And then you've got Landon Baker, who's also a really good football player and a really good ba- and, I mean, an incredible baseball player and also happens to be a really good basketball player. He's their center. He's going to give them some size down low, some rebounding, some scoring. So, you know, Robbie's kind of trying to figure out the rest of the pieces, but having that that three, you know, there of Jordan and Traylon and Landon, that's a pretty good nucleus to have. Yeah, no doubt. As a football player, because literally the whole team except for Jordan has played football, so it's always a traditional yearly thing at Southern Nash. The basketball team has to get out of their football shoes and get into their basketball shoes. And it usually takes a couple of weeks. Um, luckily for them, they've got a guy like Jordan Vick who, you know, has been playing basketball along, so he can probably handle some of the scoring and stuff until uh, these guys find their shots. Yeah, and then, you know, looking, continuing with the previews that you did and a team that we're going to see, I think a couple times this week, is uh, Bettingfield. Yeah, this is, uh, this is the hectic part of the season when, uh, as long as – it's been now for years that Bettingfield has not been in the same conference with Hunt and Fike. So Bettingfield will always play Hunt and Fike in the first couple of weeks of the season. They're going to uh, play at Hunt tonight. They'll be hosting Fike on Friday night. Um, and, you know, I'm excited about the Bettingfield girls program, obviously, with Denisha Briggs back for her senior year. She had one of the greatest seasons that any high school girls player has ever had in Wilson County last year. Uh, averaged over 25 points a game, scored 40 on two occasions and more than 30 on eight occasions. She's already scored 35 in the season opener. Denisha's back. She's got uh, players back um, around her. She's got Reggie Pender, who started out as a freshman at Betty Field and played at Wilson Prep the last two years. She's back. Man, the the Bruins are going to be good with Coach Jody O'Neill. They should be uh, easily the favorites to repeat as two a new six conference champions. Um, I would make them the early favorite in the Ferris and Thomas holiday tournament, uh, Christmas tournament here, and that's not taking anything away from Fike or Hunt or Southern Ash girls, but Bainfield girls are pretty good. The boys, completely different story. Coach Anthony Burns, second year at Bainfield, and you know I talked to him in the preseason, and it's just amazing that Given the last couple of years, you can see how it's kind of got to this point, but it's amazing that a school like Bettingfield, which is such a proud and long, great basketball tradition going way back to the very beginning, is really struggling to find basketball players. He's got athletes. He's got kids who are track, football, good in other sports. Basketball is just not their main thing. So Coach Burns is really kind of teaching some of the finer points and some of the basic points to some of the guys because some of them really haven't even played at all. Um, but he's got a couple of kids that he's pretty high off on so far. A uh, 6'3 sophomore, Jameer Newsom, and then a senior, Isaac Petaway, a uh, six, six-foot senior. Um, he also got plenty of returners, and like uh, Tavon Edwards and um, Asen Pender are back from last year. 
So it's just a matter of getting together. But, you know, I feel good about what Betty Field did in football this year. You know, they had a really hard time in football in 2021. And this year they kind of turned the corner a little bit. Had a decent football season, usually at small schools. Because you can look at some of these guys, the same guys that play football, they probably are going to get better. I do not expect them to contend with Goldsboro and Princeton for the new six championship. But they're not going to be a pushover um, in terms of uh, just losing games. They only won two games all last year. I easily think Bettingfield will win more than two games of boys this year. Yeah, kind of a nowhere to go but up type of situation. But I do think that Bettingfield has the potential, like you said, to take a step forward. And, I, th- you know, I think Anthony Burns has a good thing going over there. You know, he's somebody who's very knowledgeable. Um, you know, I think the right person, if you, if you have to have somebody there, like you said, basically teaching the game of basketball to a lot of these guys. Um, I'll wrap it up with the team that Bettingfield is going to see at home this Friday, and that's the Fike teams. The boys team over at Fike looking to bounce back. They didn't win very many games last year. I think they only won five, but they do have quite a bit of returning talent. They've got Caleb Willingham back on the inside. They've got some good shooters and guys like William Monk, Dylan Skinner, Bryson Summerlin, you know, Brent Seacrest going into that 13th year. He's pretty optimistic about what Fike can do this year with the returning talent that they have uh, coming back from last year. It's just a matter of, you know, avoiding some of the turnovers and things that plagued Fike and some of their losses last year. But definitely not hard to see a nucleus of players like that taking a big step forward. And then if you look at the girls... They've got every reason to feel really good going into Mark, uh, Marcus Johnson's third year as head coach. Last year, they went 12-2 and in Quad County Conference play, finished second in the conference. The only games they lost in the regular season in conference play or in, I think, the 2022 portion of their schedule were against Southern Wayne, who went undefeated. And then you look at Fike, the only player that they lost from last year was Jaden Lamb, a senior. They've got their point guard back in Jewel Brewington. MVP. What? She was the team MVP as a freshman, Jewel. Yeah. Jewel, yeah. And she, you've got her back. She's a sophomore, so she's got room to grow. She's really kind of grown as a leader, handling the ball, running the offense. She's a good shooter. You've got Connie Pleasance, who's a good leader, good ball handler, good shooter. Julia Daniels brings a lot of energy. Avery Lenson on the post can give you some rebounding, some scoring. And then... That's four starters back. And then, oh, the fifth starter they bring in is Jamaria Freeman, who she's a sophomore as well. And if you look at what she did on that loaded Wilson prep team last year, she was their second leading scorer with a shade under 15 points a game, leading rebounder about six a game, and a leader in assists in about six a game. So she adds a ton to this Fike lineup in terms of scoring. Uh, there's some, you know, now Marcus has her and Jewel both in the backcourt. So there's some different looks he maybe can throw at people in terms of one of them maybe playing off the ball, getting open for some shots. So, you know, I think you look at what they did last year, you look at what they have coming back, and you add Jamaria. I think Fike has a chance to be right there competing for the top of that Quad County Conference and potentially a pretty high seed in the 3A playoff field this year. No doubt. That fight Bayfield girls game Friday night is going to be fire, man. That's going to be like it used to be back in the old days when Deborah Pegram and John Gay were, were matching wits. And Fike and Bettyfield just had the best teams every year. So come out, come early. And the Christmas tournament this year is going to be great, too. you got four pretty good boys teams. you got four pretty good girls teams. 
I mean, you know, it, it's going to be pretty good uh, all around. So I'm kind of starting to get really excited about this December basketball we got ahead of us. Yeah, no, I am too. We, we should see some really good, fun matchups here between these local teams. And I think um, I think that's it, isn't it? We covered everybody? Yeah, I just, just wanted to add, it's still not even December and we're excited about basketball. Yeah, there you go. It's, uh, <laughs> it's November 29th today. We will hit December this week, but we have not quite hit it. You guys will have not quite hit it when this episode drops tomorrow. Again, we apologize for our absence the last two weeks, but we are back. We'll be back every week talking about basketball and probably some of the other winter sports as well. But until then, I want to remind everybody you can get this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast. If you have things you want to hear us talk about, feel free to reach out to us at sports at wilsontimes.com. But until then, we will be back with you guys next week. Thank you all for listening. Goodbye.